And if you if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to start a new series, and we'll jump through、um, here and there,、uh, all all sorts of places in Genesis one to three. So if you have your Bibles with you, do open it up to Genesis one、um, to three, and then.、Um, If you don't have a Bible, there are plenty of Bibles in the back、um, that you can pick one up from. But actually, as I open it up and as you open it up, let's pray that God will speak to us. Lord, we thank you that you delight in speaking to us, and we thank you that your words are living and active, sharper than two-edged swords,、um, that it reveals our hearts and it shapes our hearts. And we pray that it'll shape our minds and our hearts and our lives,、um, that we may do everything、uh, for your glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.、Uh, it is a new series, and it's actually really at the heart of、um, what I、uh, think is really important.、Um, it's not just,、uh, you know, when we talk about worship, I we, I, I talk about、um, worship not just as singing or praying. Um, but as living sacrifice, living worship, and、uh, it, it affects everything that we do.、Um, what we do,、uh, not here, not just here on Sundays, but actually what you do on Monday through、uh, Fridays. And that、um, we're going to start a new series on that.、Um, what workplace means, and what work means to God, and what, what, how it should mean, what it should mean to us, to all of us. I think we have a sermon slide. The first one, if you can just put one in. We can't find it. There we go. All right.、Um, last Thursday and Friday after Christmas,、um, I, I wonder what it was like going back to work、um, for all of you.、Um, it wasn't all that easy for me either.、Um, waking up. Was slightly more difficult, and the bed seemed a bit more cozy.、Um, and work after a big holiday like Christmas it feels a bit like drudgery.、Um, and actually, the,、uh, people go far and、uh, far extent to、uh, to avoid work, don't they? And this, here, here's a,、um, something that Alice actually found for me.、Um, Hans Yuri is 56 years old.、Um, he has just been told by the unemployment office that、uh, unless he takes a job that they found for him, then his benefits going to discontinue. So he actually、uh, did something that he, he took drastic measures. He he rigged up a, a, a saw. And he sent his family out, and he then proceeded to cut off his foot, and to make sure that they couldn't reattach his foot, he actually took the foot that he cut off and threw it into the fire. But here's the kicker, and、um, no pun intended.、Uh, what the job office said was that even now,、um, losing a foot doesn't does not automatically mean that he'll, he'll he 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 won't be able to work. He'll be assessed once again when he's healed、um, to see what kind of work they can get for him. Some people go with the, I, this, that was supposed to be funny, but I think it was maybe too serious for this morning. <laughs> people go the extra mile not to work.、Um, And often, I think, when we go back to work on Monday mornings, we imagine in the MTR ride, we think, ah, in the paradise there won't be any work. We imagine a world where there won't be any work whatsoever, joyful place, this happy place where it's all singing and it's all playing and there's no work. But let's actually take a look at what the world was like before the fall, 
what, what, that, what that world was, was like. So take a look at Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 1. This is how the whole Bible begins. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. And the rest of the chapter is God working. God creates, right? Um, he, say, he speaks to the creation. Let there be light. Let there be expanse. For the first three days um, uh, uh, of the creation, he, he sort of makes these realms. And then for the next three days, he fills it with creatures and vegetations. And on the sixth day, uh, the, the people. In the beginning, God works. Um, that's the first point. God works, um, which might not uh, seem at first uh, maybe revolutionary, the fact that God was working. But work, um, that, that's um, probably because you've forgotten how work feels, right? How we dread going back to uh, the office on Mondays. We feel like it's not a good thing. We imagine that in heaven there won't be any work. In fact, the surrounding cultures of the Bible thought similar things about work. Um, this is... Um, Enuma Elish is a, a Babylonian myth, creation myth, and many other things actually there, of the 18th to 16th century. Um, it, but uh, the, the god there, the Babylonian god Marduk, there is a creation myth, Marduk creates a whole world, and all his friends come around and, and say, don't you know that creating the world will actually mean a lot of work for you? And so here's what Marduk says. I will bring into being a lowly primitive creature called man. To him shall be charged the labor so that God may have a rest. So the reason why, according to this Babylonian myth, the reason why God creates human beings is so that he doesn't have to work. He can work, he can rest from work, and he can make people work for him. Marduk does not like working, and so he creates human beings um, so that they could work for him. And actually, Genesis 1 is going actively against that sort of idea, the idea that the work is bad, because God works. In the very beginning, God is God who works. He creates, he orders, he forms, and he fills. He brings com uh, complexity out of simplicity. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, when we see how God, uh, God created human beings, uh, a bit more in detail, he, he gets his hands dirty, doesn't he? He forms um, people out of the ground, um, and he breeds and make them into living beings. And he looks at the creation, the things that he has made, and he says he calls them good. And there is enjoyment of working, right? He works, and he looks at the things that he's created, and he says, ah, oh, man, this is good. Well, he probably doesn't say I meant, but he, 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 this is good. He, lo he enjoys working. Our God is a working God. So we have to remember that it's actually uh, work is a good thing because God works. But not only because God works, because we are created to work. Human beings are created to work. And listen again to what God says as he decides to create human beings. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the rest of the creatures. And he blesses them in chapter 1, verse 28. And he says, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the whole creation. Doesn't that sound like work? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subduing it. Subdue it. Rule over the whole creation. That's work. We are created so that we will do that work. And if you're not convinced still that that's work, actually, he makes it very, very clear in chapter 2, verse 15. 
The Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Adam and Eve were created to be gardeners, to look after the paradise. They were to make the garden suitable for them, to make the best out of the garden, and to take care, to take care of it as God's stewards. And work is good because we're created for it. That's why work feels good. When you have a hard day uh, at work, I mean, a uh, long and hard day, but it was a fulfilling day, you look back and you go, ah, that was a good day. Because work, was crea- we are created to work. And finally, the work is good. Work is good because um, uh, if you think that the paradise will not have work, um, I have a slightly disappointing um, news for you. This is uh, what um, the, the end uh, says. There will, be, uh, uh, there will be work in the end. In the new creation, there will be work. As there was in the very beginning, as there will be work in the future as well. Because the new creation will be a lot like the earth that we live in now. There will be obviously discontinuity, but actually it will have lots of continuity as well. I mean, remember um, when Jesus says in Matthew 5, 5, in the Beatitudes, he says, the meek will inherit the earth. Right? The meek will inherit the earth. Well, that's that's a bad blessing if earth is just going to disappear. Right? What God is saying is the new creation will be like the old one. Different, definitely much, much better, uh, but it will be like the old one in many ways, and we will inherit the earth. And, um, and, and just as Genesis 1 starts with the creation, Genesis, uh, Revelation 21 will end with the new creation there. And the Bible talks again and again about how we will rule with Christ in the new creation. Right? It's uh, uh, Revelation 21, uh, Revelation 5, uh, verse 10 is what uh, John records here. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve God, and they will reign on the earth. Now, does that sound a lot like Genesis 1, when God says, puts them into the ground and says, you will rule over the creation. When we, the new creation comes, we will reign with Christ in ruling over the new creation. So all that is to say um, that we are created, work is good, God works, God is a working God. We are created for work, and we will continue this good work in the new creation. Um, Work gives us structure. Work connects us to other people. Work gives us a sense of purpose. There is satisfaction that comes in working. Work is a good, God is a work, and God has created us to be workers. But number two, if we're thinking about that, what are we created to do? What are we created to do? In the first chapter of Genesis, he tells us, God gives us two, two tasks in chapter 1, verse 28. So let's take a look at that. The first is to be fruitful and increase in number, filling the earth and subduing it. The word subduing it doesn't have this connotation of sort of domination language there. That's not what it is. It's really go to the ends of the earth and make it suitable for your living is what that actually says. So have families. Make, it, make the world suitable for you to have these families, for you to live in is what that says. And if you are um, Ch- Chinese or Indian, I want to congratulate you because you've done this uh, super well. Um, being fruitful and, and multiplying and, 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 and filling the earth and subduing it. You've done really, really well. One in, every, uh, one in uh, five of every human being on earth um, is Chinese, and Indians are quickly catching up. Um, so well done. Overall, as a human race, we, I think, uh, have done this one pretty well as well. 
Um, but it's not just having babies. It's not just multiplying. But uh, it's also about raising family, isn't it? Uh, it's raising a family that, 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 that is the backbone of society and, and uh, raising kids uh, in the image of God and in God's, to reflect God's image and glory. Now, I know that our culture makes um, uh, it more difficult to have children and puts raising family as sort of a second-rate kind of work profession, but the Bible affirms your work as one of the, big, one of the primary tasks um, that God has given us, and it's an important uh, uh, thing. And if you are doing that at home, if you're a stay-at-home mom, and I don't want to be sexist here, uh, stay-at-home dad, um, you are fulfilling God's mission. Um, here on earth. And so um, you should have that sense of mission um, there with you. But I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, Genesis chapter 128, the second part, second command uh, to rule over uh, all the creation and what that means. And because that will continue with us in the new creation as well. I think it's very, very important. Um, uh, uh, Ruling over the creation and what that means uh, for us. I think Genesis chapter 1, as we look at it, actually ruling over the creation is connected to us being made in the image of God. In fact, I can say, uh, I think with some degree of confidence, that we are made in the image of God so that we can rule over the creation, so we can work in this specific way. Here's a picture of Queen Victoria uh, in the, in the park in Causeway Bay. Um, and you can see the statue uh, there. Uh, as you know, Queen Victoria is a queen under which the British Empire expanded um, so that people could say that the British, in the British Empire, the sun never set because the empire had, you know, uh, uh, a place in every corner of, of, of the earth. The empire was so large. And at the height of empire, this statue was made almost like in a factory fashion. I mean, they made these things in mass, and then they sent them out to every corner of the British Empire. And this one uh, was... Uh, um, uh, opened up in 1896 in Hong Kong. The idea, of course, was this, to say that this is a place where Queen Victoria reigns. This is, a, this is Queen Victoria's land. This is uh, the land in which uh, the queen reigns. And actually, it's the similar idea at work in Genesis chapter 1 of what God has in mind here. When he says, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and birds of the air, over livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So, he says, so God created uh, man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Man and woman, um, he created them. God creates us in God's image. And then he puts, them, he, he puts us out into every corner of the earth. And he says, be my living images and rule over that part of the earth as I would rule over this earth. Over this earth. Continue my work, uh, 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 my, my work as people who bear my image. It's as if these, uh, these statues come alive. Right? And start ruling over Hong Kong and over other places that the British Empire had. It's, we bear God's image so that we can rule in the way that God would rule over this earth. God created us in His image so that we can work in that way. We can continue the, uh, the, 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 the work. 
So that's what I mean. And the reigning doesn't here for us. Ruling here doesn't for us. Meaning, uh, means it doesn't mean that we sit around and order people, order uh, uh, things, uh, order animals what to do. Reigning here is working as God was working in Genesis chapter 1. And how does God work in Genesis chapter 1? He creates. He cultivates. He puts boundaries. He separates. He develops. Um, he, it's, it's getting the best out of the land that we live in. If the earth is God's garden that he created, we are created to be his gardeners. We reign as God's gardeners. And that's why he has put us into this garden. So we can develop it, we can discover it, we can study it, we can reorder it, we can separate things, um, we can put them in, in the, the, the different order. In a sense, we're doing what God is doing in our work. I spend time, for example, um, taking these words and trying to make sense out of it, right? I put them in order. I put them in a structure so I can bring it to you this morning. And actually, that's what you all, uh, all do, most of you do um, in, in your work. Some of you create software. Some of you manipulate electrical systems so that it works better for us. It makes uh, this, this place uh, have heating and air, con- air conditioning and things so that it's more hospitable for us. That's what you're doing. Some of you create music. Some of you create art. That's what you're doing. You're taking disparate elements like color and words or, and things like that and putting, putting them together. That's God's work continuing here on earth. And this affects every sphere of life. Home, trade, law, industry, agriculture, engineering, education, medicine. Uh, medicine, you're, uh, you're putting uh, our disordered body in order, um, aren't you? Uh, media, politics, government, leisure, sports, entertainment, all of that. Reigning as people who bear God's image. That means we are to create a civilization and a culture that reflects God's glory here on earth. We are reigning as God's representatives working in this world. That's what I mean by reigning and ruling here. I get this comment uh, regularly, and I got it actually again uh, on, on, on Christmas Day. Uh, being a pastor, people say, that's vocation. That's 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 that's, uh, that's an important job. It's a it's a it's a it's a vocation. It's a calling, isn't it? But my work is just something that I do to make a living. This person said to me, and I tried to ask what the person does, and um, he said that he had this job in the government. And now there is obviously some. I mean, it was it seemed to me a very important job, and obviously there is sort of Chinese humility there. But I mean, I think really what he's saying is uh, that is. You know, my work somehow relates to God, but his work does not. But I want you to know that God is interested in your work, what you do. God has put us and God has created us and put us here on earth for that reason. And, you know, um, he created it, he sustains it, and actually he will review your work, how well you've worked in your jobs. Your work of cultivating This world is God's work. It's part of God's mission. It matters to him. Because working was his intentions from the very beginning when he created us. So I want to ask you, do you see your your work as necessary evil? Or do you see your work as something, um, a place of evangelism, only as a place of evangelism? 
Or do you see it as a means of glorifying God through participating in his purpose for creation and therefore have intrinsic value? If you're still not convinced, because I know that this is, uh, for many of you, maybe a new idea, I want you to take a look at Revelation. So let's all turn to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21, verses 24 to 27. Revelation 21, verses 24 to 27. Here is the vision of the end, what will happen in the very end. And here's a, a vision of the new creation. This is what uh, John records here. The nation will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will the gates ever be shut, for there will be no, light, uh, no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Did you hear what that said? It says, the splendor and honor and glory of the nations will be brought into the new creation, into the new place we will live. What this passage is saying is that at the climax of history... We will bring, we, uh, we will bring the, the, all the glory and honor of this old creation to him, not only to him, but to the new creation. When God creates this whole new earth, it won't just be a blank, you know, he won't just go wipe everything out and start all over again. That's not what that is, right? God will build, bring the best out of this creation and, and make the new creation out of that. Whatever you create, the best of art, best of music, best of engineering, best of architecture, best of whatever it is, it will be there. You'll see the glimpse and, and the, the, uh, the, the hint of that in the new creation. Isn't that good news? That your work matters to God. That what you do each day matters to God. It will bring honor and glory to Him because we will have done those things as people who bear God's image. People who are given these, these capacities to do them. There's that familiar joke, isn't there? Heaven is where the French are the chefs and Italians are the lovers. British are the police. Germans are the mechanics. And the Swiss make, uh, make everything run on time. Um, at the risk of offending people, this is what hell is, apparently. <laughs> hell is where the English are the chefs and the Swiss are the lovers and the Germans are the police and the French are the mechanics and the Italians make everything run on time. I'm sorry I've offended some people here. Um, but anyway, going back to what the heaven is like, um, what this passage is saying, that there is a hint of truth there is what that's saying, right? Best of this earth will be there in the new creation. When God creates this world anew, of course he will purge evil out of it. Um, of course, the sinful people and, and the sin, uh, the, the effects of sin won't be there. I don't know exactly how, but actually the, the best of this old creation will be represented in the new creation. That's good news. That's good news that our work matters. But finally, the third point, uh, thank God it's Friday. Because if you're thinking... Um, I still don't want to go back to work, to work on Monday. I know how you feel. <laughs> work as good as it is, as fulfilling as it is, uh, especially when it goes well, 
It's still frustrating. It's still frustrating, and it's hard work to go back to uh, work on Monday. I know I have the best job in this world. You all are just wonderful. <laughs> and uh, 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 you show a lot of appreciation. Um, and, and not only that, I mean, I study the Bible for a living. I mean, what, what could be better th- than that? But even I dream sometimes of a day when I don't have to work, right? Just paradise feels like no work but all play. And I know that there are many of you who have much more tougher, uh, much tougher job uh, than, 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 than mine. And this is because in spite of the fact that we are created to work and that work is good, uh, but still work is cursed. This world is cursed. We are fallen human beings. So take a look at what God says in Genesis chapter 3. So let's go back to the beginning. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. After the fall, this is the curse that comes upon um, the earth. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. You will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow... You will eat your food until, uh, until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For, for, for dust you are, you are, and to dust you will return. Because of the sins of human beings, not only are we fallen, but the earth is cursed. God says that we will only eat through, uh, through painful toil all the days of our life. Our work environment is filled with thorns and thistles. It's filled with frustrating, uh, frustrating tasks. It brings joy, but it also is hard work. Um, we work not only in this fallen world, but we also work with fr- uh, fallen people. It's not that we won't get any enjoyment out of it at all, because the fruit is there, right? We will enjoy the fruit, but what this says is that it will be hard work. Until the day we we die, it will be hard work. It will only be done by the sweat of our brow. And it will remain so until Jesus comes back again. But once again, I want to remind you that we are still created for work, and the work is good. If you took work away from you, your days will be just as frustrating, probably even more frustrating the aimlessness um, that's there. Anyway, but um, in Hong Kong, I don't think this is a warning that I have to put uh, too strongly because you all work really hard. Um, because um, I think a lot of people derive a lot of satisfaction out of it. And actually, people work way hard in, 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 in Hong Kong. And a lot of people have made work their primary identity. It's like um, you know when uh, somebody is Adam Smith or uh, uh, Baker or something like that. You know, it's that they have made, that's their primary identity. A lot of you, your work is your primary identity. And to stop working would be unthinkable um, to all of you. But what the Genesis 1 um, and 2 says to us is that there has to be a balance there. You work for six days. God has worked for six days. And then for our benefit, he rests on the seventh, seventh day. That's the rhythm of life that God has created us to live with. Work is good. And once again, in, in, when you, if you look at the Ten Commandments, it says work for six days. 
Work on the days that you have to work, but then rest on the seventh day. Both the work and the rest are good. And the balance has to be there. And I know, I know in Hong Kong, you're, you're all saying in your mind already, but it's so hard not to go, go back to work on Sunday. It's so hard because if I don't do this, then somebody else will take my job. Somebody, it, the work must be done and the deadlines are there. But I want to say, once again, still, the balance has to be there. This is how God created us to be. Work is good. Work when you have to work. But do trust God when God says, rest, and I'll take care of you. Rest on the seventh day. That's the rhythm that God has put us um, to guard against uh, idolatry, guard against exhaustion, guard against the curse of of work um, in, in some ways as well. You know, seventh day, God rested to enjoy the fruits of the work. And I think we can do that um, in our day off as well, can we? Enjoying the fruits of our work, what does that mean? Maybe it it, it means um, going to amusement park for for some of you. I mean, it's the the height of technology that's there, you know, in roller coasters and whatnot. Um, Enjoy the fruits of that work. Uh, Go watch watch a movie. I mean, that's, if you see these movies, that's once again a fruit of a lot of people's hard work. Enjoy those things. Visit a museum and see what what, what we have created uh, as people who bear God's image. Um, But also enjoy the fruits of God's work. Go enjoy time with family. Enjoy, go on a hike, go see the ocean, swim, whatever. Um, he tells us to remember who he is on the seventh day also. So come and to worship God, um, to, 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 to enjoy, uh, to remember what God has done and enjoy his fellowship with us. We are created to work. Work is a good thing. Um, and there is fulfillment there. Um, but uh, work also is cursed, and it is hard work um, to go back. Um, so rest and, and be charged. Um, remember why you're working. Uh, remember that we are created to work um, on Sunday. And let's go back, um, to, back to our workplaces with a heart of praise. And that's the thing about worship, isn't it? If your workplaces turn into a place of praise, if your workplaces turn into a place where there is a sense of mission and sense of purpose, and you are enjoying what God is doing in your workplace, the seventh day, this praise, time of worship, will be much more joyous, won't it? Because we'll be recounting what God has done Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, on here, here on Sunday as we worship God. And I pray that tomorrow will be a joyful day for all of you as you go back to work. Let's pray.